0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Stefan Koberoff, a professor of computer science at the University of Arizona, and the opening speaker in the UA's College of Science public lecture series, which starts Monday. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you. Tell me what your research is about and how it relates to this series. I'm interested
1: in uh, solving problems. And uh, algorithms help us solve problems. It relates to the series in um, several ways. Um, Some scary notions of artificial intelligence, machine learning, robots taking over the world, all build on the algorithms that we design, the algorithms we implement, and uh, the tools that we create. Um, Drones, um, Amazon Prime recommendations, the alarm clock that monitors your sleeping patterns and tries to wake you up when you're in a light sleeping cycles, they all rely on algorithms.
0: What do you mean by an
1: algorithm? It's a good question. Uh, There's many answers. The simplest answer, the one-word answer, is recipe. An algorithm is a recipe. Um, Just like uh, when you'd like to cook something, you follow a set of instructions, include a little bit of this, a little bit of that, boil it for half an hour, taste it, add salt to, uh, to taste. An algorithm tries to formalize procedure for solving a problem.
0: But how is a computer algorithm different from a recipe?
1: They're very similar and they differ in um, the automation part. So when we execute a recipe, we are the, the ones who follow the instructions. When we write an algorithm, we're telling a computer to follow a set of instructions. And um, just like a recipe can go bad because it's underspecified, for example, add salt to taste. Well, tastes differ. You can have an algorithm that is underspecified and may do something strange.
0: The series is titled Humans, Data, and Machines, and there will be topics like machine learning, artificial intelligence, big data, and some of the ethical and societal implications of these. you know, is this something that we should be fearing, cheering, Uh, how should we feel about these things?
1: This is exactly the question that we want to ask in the series and hopefully help people arrive at the most plausible answer. Um, There's many possibilities, um, but as we all know, predicting the future is not easy. We tend to fear what we don't understand. And a lot of the concepts that we just talked about, artificial intelligence, machine learning, algorithms, these sound like very complicated, scary things. But at some level, they're not that complicated. And it is us that we create these things. So we should be able to understand and uh, um, deal with this. My thought on uh, how scary this is, is that I'm less afraid of artificial intelligence than I am afraid of natural incompetence. Because it is humans who implement the algorithms, it is humans who write the programs, it is much more likely that we will do something unpredictable or unexpected than a, a, a machine will rise and uh, uh, do something on its own.
0: Does this give us unfortunate tools to accidentally uh, amplify our own incompetence, as you phrase it? It is a possibility.
1: Um, there are many examples, and you'll see quite a few of those uh, during the series, of um, silly things that have happened. Everybody remembers Y2K. The Y2K problem was due to computer scientists trying to save a bit of space by storing the ear as two digits instead of four digits. This literally cost billions of dollars to fix. My favorite problem is the Gangnam Style video problem. YouTube never anticipated that a video will have more than 2 billion views. They had built the counter that keeps track of how many views a video has that had a limit of just over 2 billion. And Gangnam Style was the first video to go beyond that. So YouTube had to change uh, from a 32-bit counter to a 64-bit counter to allow for um, more views. So these are the type of problems that are much more common than a machine acquiring consciousness and quietly uh, taking us all out.
0: The lecture series begins Monday night at 7 p.m. at Centennial Hall on the university campus and will be streamed live by AZPM On Demand. Thank you for coming in, Stefan. Thank you. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.